0: What's up, welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. So yesterday, as well as doing what I do in every episode and giving a music suggestion, something to go and listen to, to finish off the podcast, I also gave a reading suggestion, which is something I throw in there now and again, Uh, a cool article or something out there, which I think you guys should go and check out. Good stuff for any gear nerd people, guitar nerd people of any sort. Well, today I just wanted to follow that up because there is actually a follow-up to that article that I suggested yesterday. And it's really interesting and it's continuing the conversation from the article yesterday. And it's also brought up uh, quite a few different interesting thoughts for me as well on that subject. So the article that I suggested in the previous podcast episode for you to go and check out when I last did the little, uh, reading suggestion as well as the listing suggestion was all about how pedal builders and pedal companies have had a really strong year in 2020 even though 2020 obviously was a very very difficult year and we're still in all the Crazy crap that we're all in. Um, feeling all the negative effects of what's going on, trying to keep up with little highlights here and there of bits of good news, bits of kind of positivity that can kind of help out and keep us going and keep balance the weight of all the negativity and, and difficulty that's out there and that we do also have to deal with. Um but in the guitar industry there were a lot of stories about uh kind of companies doing really well. And I wanted to point to this story kind of a deep dive into why, why pedal builders had had a good year because uh, a lot of people pointing towards the good numbers in the guitar industry and some companies saying they were having their best year ever in 2020 a lot of people were saying well you know that's people stuck at home and it's hobbyists and it's you know yeah maybe a little bit of retail therapy but also largely beginners buying cheap guitars and that was kind of fueling the big numbers in guitar land like for example if Fender say they're on track to have their best year ever which they said uh kind of in the third quarter of 2020, I believe, is when they were saying stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people were saying, yeah, you know, that's Fender Musical Instrument Corporation. And they've obviously got Squire and, you know, cheaper guitars and stuff and import guitars. That's what's fueling it. It's people at home buying cheap Squire starter packs because they're bored and, they're, you know, thinking, right, my home. Stuck at home, what we're going to do, learn to play guitar. But um, whilst there are lots of other stories that are interesting about that's not exactly where the numbers came from. And it did seem to be more widespread and maybe gear nerds and a bunch of you guys were buying stuff and whether that was kind of a retail therapy thing or also a board at home so let's get some new gear to play with thing um the numbers and the kind of different companies that were coming out that was doing well was getting really interesting and that story about how the pedal industry actually had a really really strong year in 2020 in particular the boutique side of it was fascinating to me um because uh, really, that's stuff which you do not necessarily expect to do super well. You would expect that to take a hit and find it difficult in a year with musicians, whether you're talking amateur kind of guys going and jamming at Blues Night, whether you're talking semi-pro, you know, a bit here and there, but have another job, or you're talking about full-on pro guys. Um, all of those guys were affected. All of those guys, were, even if they weren't um, economically impacted as much, were not going out and playing as much. So it's it's interesting that they would... Still be interested in buying boutique pedals and buying things to add to their rigs and stuff like that, of course, if you're a nerdy guitar person which you probably are listening to this, then you know buying some new pedals, building a pedal board is a fun thing to be doing at home if you're if you're able to do that, and if you're wanting to find a way to you know fill some of the time at home <laughs> with something whilst we're all stuck indoors. However, the numbers to be as high as they were was still surprising and still suggests that there was something else going on in there and that um, the kind of boutique pedal boom as it's been put as and people constantly every year for the last few years have been saying, oh, it's waning and the market's become oversaturated and et cetera. Um, Not only seems to not happen year after year that the thing deflates, but even in a really difficult year, keeps going and shows that the, the interest in pedals seems to be just as strong as all the, the best years and the, the best years from the the best numbers from the best years seem to suggest it is even stronger than people seem to think and does not seem to be going away it doesn't seem to be a fad but seems to be extremely strong and seems to have a lot of longevity to it as long as there's any kind of vague stability or interest uh, continuing in the guitar market super interesting to me that's why i suggested that read and now as a follow-up There is another article, direct follow-up, which is linked in the description of this podcast. I'm going to let you guys read it, but basically it's getting some quotes and talking to some of the big pedal companies, pedal builders, boutique, less boutique out there uh, about 2021. 2021 obviously shaping up to also be a difficult, interrupted, strange year. That is what we're looking at right now. And talking to the pedal builders and saying with that in mind and with how 2020 went, what are we looking at here and um, what you're getting is a lot of positivity a lot of excitement a lot of guys talking about how it's going to be their most ambitious year ever and hinting at some really exciting things to come with obviously a lot of Forethought going into 2021, and not necessarily the cautiousness that a difficult year like 2020 would suggest. And I guess that is fueled by the fact that they have had a strong 2020 in, in at least some ways. Even though, of course, it's been very difficult for everybody in all kinds of personal levels, and we've all been affected um in different ways. But it's very interesting to hear some of the differences as well. That some of the guys are not necessarily cautious, but a bit more less willing to project into the future because there's uncertainty there but it's not necessarily in a negative way more just uncertainty of we're playing it by ear and things seem to be working for us there's a confidence in that as well um even though it's it's kind of uncertainty in a way there's a confidence in being able to say we're going to go into the next year not necessarily material being, feeling like we need to be meticulously planned but being able to play it by ear That's there's, there's a slight confidence to that as well There's a kind of confidence to that to be able to say that we're going to go and play these difficult situations by ear because they're difficult to predict but also we feel like we're doing well we feel like we have a good pulse on this and that's kind of a flavour that I get from these quotes on here as well as just the excitement i'm, I'm excited to see what's coming out of these 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 companies um and these different builders because they say some cool stuff so go and check out the article but the thought that i wanted to put on top of just suggesting that you go and read these articles was isn't it curious in the world of guitar stuff where a lot of stuff's becoming digital and of course i've talked many times on this podcast before about how We're quite traditional as guitarists and to what extent we're actually traditional, to what extent we're actually quite innovative and how the guitar actually relative to other instruments does innovate and evolve and change design wise, specs wise, technology wise, a lot more than quite a lot of other instruments and how we might actually be quite a lot more innovative than we sometimes give ourselves credit for. But there is absolutely a traditionalism and a conservatism in uh, our community as well I've talked all about that but with everything becoming digital in so many ways and especially with that being focused on effects and on amp simulation isn't it funny that the boutique pedal boom is not necessarily as it looks I mean it might might prove to be in the end but not necessarily such a quick boom and bust that there is at least some longevity into this we've seen boutique pedal builders become kind of uh, kind of outlast the term kind of outgrow the term a lot of these guys who were you know rose to prominence in our minds whether it's from your kind of jhs to your wampler pedals as you know guys in a garage you know building pedals one at a time or then you know having a really small team with a really tiny uh workshop and a really small output of pedals still built very slowly these guys have grown into bigger and bigger companies and you know and small to medium to medium sized companies and just keep growing and growing and um they're now at that point where the term boutique beyond the other kind of weird difficulties that a lot of us have with the word boutique have just outgrown it because it doesn't seem fitting anymore you know they have boutique pedals they fit that in terms of the quality and the kind of area of the market of the pedals but they are no longer some guy in a garage some tonal wizard in a garage somewhere um, magically assembling these things one at a time with i don 't know fossilized demon brains that are pulled out of the earth in Siberia once every thousand years you know these are these are these are companies that have large manufacturing scale and are in major shops all over the world um and they've kind of got so big because the pedal cravings and the pedal lust of us and the kind of endless want and buying of pedals has been so strong and so yes, yeah, so long lasting that these it's sustained multiple instances of boutique guys becoming small companies and multiple instances of boutique guys becoming medium-sized companies and relative to guitar world and pedal world reasonably big companies fascinating that that is the case um and the seeing it continue to occur and continue in a year such as 2020 obviously shows uh kind of is an even even stronger sign of the strength and continuing yeah see the continuing strength and continuing lifeblood of that part of the industry um which is absolutely phenomenal to see but also very very curious when so much of effects world has gone to digital and the move towards digital and advancing solid state and modeling and digital technologies has been so prominent you know uh it's kind of almost a meme now watching rig rundowns to be like cool well i'll watch the guitar part and then i'll switch it off because obviously the amp will just be an axe effects <laughs> you know like oh you know i used to enjoy the pedal boards the most but you know now that it's all just the axe effects four unit <laughs> it's the least interesting part of the rig run now. so that you don't even need to watch that you know you can just spend half an hour on the guitars and then we'll just go like cool and then uh do you have the latest axe effects or do you have the old one i've got the latest one okay cool end of rig run now. um you know all these professional musicians are using various forms it's not just axe effects but various forms of um modeling the digital modeling technology people were talking about using it in the studio i think i was reading something recently about devon townsend who obviously is the gear whore um talking about yeah you know i've got all these amps and I got all this but more and more i just found myself using this found myself using this and i can't i think it was axe he was using and he was like yeah i just used my framers model guitar and in my axe for basically the whole thing at the end i think he was talking about his latest album um guys doing the same thing with kemper etc cetera, etc cetera in studio settings as well as live digital's become such a big thing um you might have thought that that would become to impact the pedal industry doesn't seem to be so i do wonder if it's impacting some of the kind of more budget end of things i wonder if the bespoke pedal builders because they build so much branding and they bring out pedals at a slower rate and they kind of make a bigger fanfare when they bring out a new pedal and they're very social media savvy a lot of these guys like the the boutique pedal builders I mentioned, and they bring out one pedal at a time, create lots of nice videos, fanfare around it, work with YouTubers and really make a thing out of it, make some cool branding, work with some cool graphic designer guys. And and because of that, I wonder if because of the following they've curated, they're seen as something separate and different to us when they bring out individual pedals that we don't necessarily compare with an either or with an axe effects there might be guys out there who have a Kemper or, or an axe effects or uh a really powerful ModFX effects unit a line six helix um a Headrush unit any of these units uh bias kind of uh effects they're using stuff through their laptop they're using uh you know a whole bunch of modeling software but when pedal builders they like bring out cool pedals with a cool design and stuff, they'll still buy it. And I wonder how much of the kind of boutique pedal market is—is is that it doesn't feel to a lot of us uh, whether we're playing out, whether we're playing in our rooms, whatever level we're at. Maybe it doesn't feel like competition to things like the Axe and things like the Line Six Helix. Maybe the competition for those things is not in terms of quality level. Um, because those are obviously units used by professionals on the big stages around the world, things like an XFX. But maybe what the XFX kind of eats into uh, in terms of a lot of us enthusiasts and, and people playing in all sorts of different levels are kind of the mass manufactured stuff, the not so boutique stuff, because we buy that for the practicality's purpose, as well as perhaps a price point. But, you know, some of them can be more expensive too. So it's practicality, really. It's, hey, I want to have this effect, or ones have a large number of effects. Where can I get this? Here's where I get it. If we have a unit like line from Line Six from Max Effects or whatever, serving that purpose. Perhaps we move away from those things, but the boutique and the bespoke stuff. If we have a couple builders we really like, we watch their YouTube videos. We we love their design. We just think it's cool. We followed them for maybe from those earlier days when it was kind of just like a mad genius in their garage somewhere, occasionally making an iPhone video or something. Um, then perhaps we have an attachment to that, which means we do buy their pedals in a different kind of way. We buy them as a fun, cool way to interact with a builder whose work we really like with a person, specifically on quite a personal way we feel it, um, whose stuff we really like and who makes cool stuff and it's a new cool tone to experiment with. Maybe we don't need to build a pedal board with it. We don't need to build a new rig with it. It's just a cool piece of gear and kind of a fun interaction and a fun process acquiring it in itself. And perhaps we enjoy that and perhaps that's why the the kind of boutique guys and the, the unknown boutique guys are, are doing so well as we've seen in these articles and are optimistic for the next year and perhaps why there's such a continuing boom for that part of the industry and a continuing strength in that part of the industry um even in a difficult year and even over a long period of time when people start to go oh you know that's probably gonna deflate at some point or become oversaturated doesn't seem to quite be the case to be happening like as people predicted um so that's the interesting thought. I'll let you guys read the articles, read the previous one, read this one. I'll put both in the description of this podcast just so you can read both of them. Um, really interesting to see people talking about last year, pedal builders looking forward. And this was something that was interesting to me that, you know, um, you thought with all the kind of the the, the movement towards dig- digital in so many spaces that perhaps effect would be a difficult place to to kind of build and continue on this strength but um not so it, it's continuing really well and i think that's awesome because it means a lot of great companies are putting cool stuff out there so that's really cool and obviously we're guitar gear nerds so like hey that's freaking awesome for us it's l- like watching the rig rundowns even if an FX or a Kemper is great it's a bit boring just to see this like single thing where it's like yeah that does it or someone just points to a laptop like that's the rig it's like yeah great end of episode um <laughs> so just like watching those it's kind of more interesting actually just when you're in your with your guitar friends or when you're listening to a podcast like this or just the whole thing you know variety is the spice of life and that whole cliche like well you know we get gas we get bored of what we got we like to experiment and try new things we get inspired by new things there's the more kind of meaningful side of it if it inspires me to write and create but also there's the just kind of fun side of it of um like hey you know let's try a new pedal try a new thing and that's fun and that's cool and again interacting with that is a is, is something that a lot of people like so you know it's a bit more interesting and a bit more fun to see than just like yeah here's this unit and that's all everyone buys i don't think it would ever get that way but it's cool to see that the domination is not quite what you might guess uh from looking at how digital is obviously very uh, popular and extremely widespread in so many other ways anyway check out the articles links in the description that's enough gear rambling as always uh the most important thing is that it comes back to the music that's what we all love so today i have a track to suggest for you to go and check out and i am suggesting that you go and check out the track black hills from the band scale the summit absolutely love this track beautiful track fantastic guitar work you're gonna love it go and check it out go and enjoy it listen to a bunch of music play a bunch of guitar enjoy yourselves look after yourselves look after one another and i will catch you as always tomorrow